It's about quality of life. It's about, you know, what's the point? I'm not talking about sex. <laughs> I'm talking about being able just to sit down, you know, to work, to stand, to do your hobbies, ride your bike, wear your favourite pair of trousers, you know, and, and then let alone the sex side of it. You know, the fact is that women won't have sex because every time they have sex, they get cystitis and a UTI. Well, that's not sexy at all or pleasurable. A former nurse, sex toy shop owner Sam Evans is passionate about products that increase our sexual pleasure rather than our pain and irritation. Well, this is the Liz Earle Wellbeing Show, the podcast helping us all have a better second half. I'm Liz Earle and I'm on a bit of a mission to find ways for all of us to thrive in later life by investing in our health and our well-being today. Well, if you are a regular listener of this show, you probably think quite carefully, spend time and maybe money on great skincare or hair care or supplements, but do you give the same attention to the health and care of your vulva and vagina? Now, by now, you know that I am forensic about reading ingredient lists on food packets and beauty products. And Sam Evans also likes to think of herself as an ingredients detective. She co-owns Joe Divine, an online store that sells only skin-safe products. Her area of expertise is lubricants, moisturisers, and sex toys. Well, I have to say, hands up here, this is something that is way out of my area of expertise. So I am so looking forward to a bit of good education here. And of course, with Valentine's Day coming up, I want to make sure that you feel good, really good in your body, whatever your age. So do we need to be buying intimate hygiene products to stay clean? And why does it matter what material our sex toys may be made from? And can a good lube really transform our sex lives? Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Well, Sam, what a pleasure to have you here. This, I think, is going to be a very interesting um, deep dive. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for inviting me. Yes, it is one of my favourite topics. Love it. Love it. Um, let's just talk a little bit about your background. So you trained as a nurse. And yes. is that where your interest sort of stemmed in, in kind of the genital area and, and what can and, and you know can't go wrong there? No, actually, my background was renal and then occupational health, hence my passion for health promotion. But actually, we set up the company with an idea that there were some skin safe and irritant free products out there. And it was actually using these products which transformed my intimate health and our sex life because it was the 
a light bulb moment that actually the products we've been using had caused all my problems, my infections for 20 years. Um, The well-known products that are still out there, that are still recommended. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I say that, yes, organic oil-based lubricant saved our sex life. Um, And I will still talk about that today, which is why I'm so passionate about this, because I advise so many people who experience issues Um, Mm. And as you said about, you know, people caring about what they eat and what's in their skincare products, then no thought to what they put Mm. on their vulva and inside their vagina. Yeah, which is obviously a super sensitive area and and probably more in need of gentle care than many other areas. And also, you know, you need to look after it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. uh, You know, we moisturise our skin, you know, morning and night, but we give no thought to our poor old vulva and vagina that actually needs just as much care too. So, yes, in my background, yes, nursing has really helped because obviously I can come at it from a clinical point of view. I understand a lot of the health issues that are out there, but I've also had my own sexual health issues, which I'm happy to share with people. And often people feel like they're the only person going through this issue. And I go, well, actually, no, I suffered from that and actually I've overcome it. So, well, there's, there's nothing like first-hand experience. I've, you know, I, I interview a lot of brand founders and, and the, the strongest are those who have had issues and problems mm. and, and found ways to overcome them. Firstly, can we kick off really with the view here that a good lubricant can transform our sex lives and and why that should be the case yeah i mean very much so you know our lubricants are the top selling products for us they're the thing that i get asked the most about it's the first thing that most people turn to in midlife or going through the menopause because vaginal dryness is an issue but actually you don't need to have vaginal dryness to use a lube we know using a good lube can transform your sexual pleasure and make Mm. your sex play last longer But the problem is we have so many products that contain irritating ingredients. And we now have the clinical evidence-based research about some of these ingredients that they're actually not good for our intimate health. And Mm -hmm. often people will be using a lubricant, like I did, um, that caused so many problems. I had no idea it was our lubes. And, you know, you constantly, you get thrush, you treat yourself you know, you go back to using your lube or you get cystitis or UTI, you get antibiotics, Mm. you go back to using your lube. You have no idea. And actually for us, people will come to us and say, I've tried so much and aren't all lubes are the same? I get that from medical professionals, which drives me potty. No, they're not. Um, And, you know, most people and and medical professionals will say, oh, it's fine to use something out of your kitchen or bathroom cupboards as long as it's Uh, slippery. (laughs) My view is just because it's slippery, it's not good for your intimate health. Well, let's get into the lubricant ingredients in a moment. But can you give us the top line there on the various different types? You know, I've I've seen labels, water-based, silicon-based, oil-based. What are the differences and what can and should we be using? So water-based is the most common lubricant out there. It is compatible with sex toys, with latex condoms, um, and it is the closest to your own natural lubrication. It's not particularly long-lasting. Having said that, we sell Sutil, Lux and Rich which is a water-based lubricant, which is long-lasting. It's very unusual, and I love it, and after mm-hmm. our customers. But um, a lot of the water-based lubricants out there contain irritating ingredients, so people don't like them. And then you have oil-based products. Now, I'm not talking about olive oil and cooking oil and coconut oil out of your kitchen or bathroom cupboard. I'm talking, and baby oil, <laughs> I'm talking about products that have been designed for intimate health. So, you know, the only oil-based lube that we sell is the Yes Organic Oil-Based Lubricant. But oil-based products 
do destroy latex condoms and they linger inside the, um, the vagina and the anus for up to 24 hours. So if you're then using condoms within that period, there's a potential risk that the condom can be damaged and obviously expose you to STIs and a pregnancy. And then silicon lubricants are very, very slippery. They are, um, you know, there a lot of people like using them. But the thing about silicon lubes, they actually sit on the skin. They don't get absorbed into the skin. So they're not nourishing and hydrating like some of the water-based and oil-based lubes that we sell. And also you can't use silicon lubes with silicon sex toys because they will damage the silicon of the sex toy. It leaves it grainy. So it's almost like sort of a rubbing effect. And then that damages your toy. You could potentially have a really expensive toy and actually it makes it feel quite tacky, the surface of the toy. So yes. that's the difference. There are hybrids. There are some okay. that are water-based and silicon. We don't sell them because we are really careful about the ingredients in our products. But those are basically the three. Okay, interesting. So silicon used on sex toys is not is not a good idea? No, because it's silicon on silicon. So silicon right. is like little grains of sand, and so it causes an abrasion. So that actually damages the material. Also, once you've damaged that material, it makes it porous. So then it's not oh, skin gosh. safe, and it absorbs bacteria. Yeah. So, um, you know, that's really important. Though some people will use yeah. a silicon lube with a silicon toy. If you're using a glass toy or a metal toy or plastic toy, it's perfectly fine because those materials, it's not going to damage those materials. Fascinating. I mean, the intimate health market must be worth billions. I mean, it, it it's a huge <laughs> industry. You know, you'd hope that it would follow that there's regulation perhaps around ingredients that, that are going in and around our bodies. Is, is that the case? No, there are no regulations. Really? Um, um, and there are some products that are considered as medical um, products and they're under FDA regulations. But no, there is. I mean, people can put out any old product. Um, and certainly now they're sticking menopause on the label and charging three times the price. Um, wow. You know, anything. Yeah. And also people will uh, white label products. So obviously, you know, they'll get, um, you know, something that somebody else is selling. They can put their own name mm -hmm. on it. Um, and then sort of, you know, say, oh, this is designed for menopause. So I always say to people, oh, please no. check the label, you yeah. know, for anything. <laughs> I mean, that that is a real red light for me, actually, you know, things that say for menopause, because it oh. just seems like bandwagoning. It's just, yes. you know, they know that there's rising awareness in menopause. So, you know, whether it's a, a food supplement or, you know, lubricant or something, it's just it's just cashing in on something that, that shouldn't really be, shouldn't be needed, you know, because basically it's just a stage of life and, you know, we're going to need good quality products and good quality supplements and lubes and you know whatever stage of life so mm. let's not you know let's not try and you know make money out of some specific time of life I mean is it because it's all you know a bit hush hush from you know if, if we're honest it's a bit of a sort of quiet world that isn't properly recognized because of its very nature it's not quite under medical regulation it's also not quite cosmetic it kind of I guess there's this open space isn't it that just leaves us open for a bit of you know misleading or, or potentially dangerous products I think so. Um, and I think obviously a lot of these well-known products have been around for years. Um, and so people see a familiar name and they'll pick it up off the shelf and they don't actually mm. realise that the ingredients are going to be causing them problems. So, you know, it's, um, it, it is really difficult. And also there's products on prescription that contain these irritating ingredients, you know, which right. is really frustrating. Yeah. But those products have been around for years. And also, you know, things being recommended by healthcare professionals it's um, mm -hmm. and influencers and celebrities, you know, sure. and I, I, you know, it is, I think, you know, um, it's about finding what works for you. If coconut oil works for you, that's perfectly fine. But okay. actually, a lot of people have irritation. 
but they don't realise it's a lubricant or their moisturiser. It's like your skincare regime, isn't it? I think it's actually about finding something that works for you. And over time, obviously, things change. And also, as I said, it's the first time that people are often using a lubricant. They've not required one. Um, and then they use a lube, it causes stinging, itching, irritation, not just for a woman, but it could be for their male partner too. And then it mm. puts them off using a lube. So, yeah. you know, um, it's frustrating. I guess the one that springs to mind, which I, I mean, probably was the sort of forerunner of all of these is KY jelly. I mean, I, I just remember seeing that on the shelf, you know, even as, as a young child and, and it's still going strong. What sort of what formulation is that? What What is that made with? And is that something that we should perhaps move on from now? It's the lubricant that destroyed my intimate health and our sex life. How was that so damaging for you? What What was the particular ingredient? Do you know? It was glycerin and propylene glycol. But actually, I was on the pill. I was 23, met my husband. I was on the pill. Didn't know that that caused vaginal dryness. So I got vaginal dryness. Um, so, you know, Paul went out and bought lube. And so every time we used the lube, I started to get infections. So thrush, bacterial vaginosis, a fishy smelling discharge that you need antibiotics for cystitis, urinary tract infections. And at that time, you had to get caniston from your GP. You couldn't get it over the counter. And there weren't, the intimate washes weren't as many, but there were a few, and I did try them. Um, and they were exacerbating problems. I went to the local health food shop to get my live yogurt because it was there was nothing available in the supermarket and would dip a tampon <sighs> in it and put a few drops of tea tree oil. I mean, the worst yes. thing you could do, yes. stick that up inside my vagina for any relief. But every time we had sex, I'd be lying there thinking, am I going to be up all night on the loo with cystitis? Am I going to be itching on the wall tomorrow with thrush? That in turn led to vaginismus, whereby my pelvic floor muscles tightened and that made sex very painful. I'd never heard of it. I got a diagnosis at 30, got offered stress management. Not one doctor ever asked me about my sex life. What was I washing myself? No, nobody asked me even what was I washing myself with it with, you know, because common things I know am I scrubbing myself with something you know what washing powder was no all those things that I go through now with people and saying what are you doing that could be causing this problem Um, and all these prescriptions (laughs) it was like and it wasn't until we set up Joji Vine that I started we started using yes oil based and within a few days I remember saying to Paul oh I haven't had any irritation and that light bulb moment came on which is why I'm really passionate about this. Yes, and I will call absolutely. out those brands. They were the brands yeah. I use, but they're not the only ones. Mm. There are so okay. many. <laughs> so glycerin and propylene glycol, uh, are they common irritants then for women? And do many of the women that call you and speak to you have issues with things like mm. cystitis, recurrent UTIs, etc.? And yeah. do you think that those two particular ingredients, you know, even if you do nothing else in your life, if you screen mm. those out, yeah. that, that you'll, you'll give yourself a better chance of some, some vaginal health? Definitely. I mean, glycerin is a sugar, creates a sugary environment inside the vagina and that encourages thrush to thrive. It's a well-known irritant. Propylene glycol is the one ingredient that it will disrupt the sort of natural flora inside your vagina, but also Mm. it causes stinging. And that's often the ingredient that people say, oh, it's stung when I put it on. And so those two things. And so we have brands now saying, oh, it's glycerin free, it's parabens free, but it's still got propylene glycol in it. Right. And also, so parabens are preservatives in a lot of products and they are Mm -hmm. weak hormone disruptors, but they are irritants. And you've got dyes Mm. and perfumes, alcohol. Mm -hmm. We all know that that causes irritation. Um, And glitter. (laughs) I don't know why glitter is. A disco (laughs) ball, I don't know. (laughs) Do you really need to to (laughs) razz up your your bits? I mean, well, maybe. I mean, mean, well, anyway. I don't know. I was going to say the other ingredient that's just recently, sort of in the last couple of years, come is 
is in leaves is CBD. Now, we actually don't know what CBD does to the microbiome of the vagina. There is no clinical evidence-based research. We know what the other ingredients that I just talked about do do because there has been research done on that. And also, it's often the carrier lube ingredients as well aren't great. But we get contacted by CBD lube companies saying it would be great for your website. You go, well, actually, until you show me where's the evidence. And it's all anecdotal. As I said, it's about finding what works for you. But if you're somebody who has had sensitivities or are finding that you're using a product and you're now getting thrush or cystitis, then, you know, those these Mm. are the things that you should be looking at. So at Joe Divine, you say that you only sell skin safe toys and irritant free lubricants and moisturizers. What exactly does that mean then? So, for example, if I went onto your website and and looked at lubes, there wouldn't be anything there that contains glycerine or propylene glycol. No, basically, we only sell three brands. We sell the Yes Organic lubricants, the water-based, the oil-based and the vaginal moisturiser. We sell Sutil Luxe and Rich, made from organic and botanical ingredients. They're long-lasting water-based lubricants. And we sell one silicon lubricant, which actually is the lube that uh, lubricates our condoms. Because, again, condoms are lubricated with irritating lube. So people often think they have a latex allergy. They're actually irritated by the ingredients in the lube on the condom or the lube that they're using with the condom so our condoms are lubricated with silicon lube it's you know these ingredients we know are good for skin care um, and that's the reason why we only sell right. these lubricants and also they are you know made from botanical ingredients um, organic ingredients and also they're ethically sourced and ethically farmed Again, that's another big issue. We have palm oil in products, and obviously we shouldn't be using palm oil, you know, because of the our well, rainforest. If, if it's not from a, a if it's source, not from yeah. an, yeah, you know, yeah. if it's not from a, a renewable source, mm-hmm. um, and you know, and things like coconut oil, monkeys on chains farm the coconuts, um, and also you know, a lot of stuff is you know, it is the botanical part of a plant or you know it's been grown in a in an and you know it's been farmed in a in a field you know that is 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 good so and and the two brands that we sell the the yes and the sutil you know they're small companies led by women who um you know had problems themselves and decided to set up you know you know find find a solution and they know that these ingredients are good. Fascinating. I mean, I hope that, that this is a podcast, actually, episode that you know women will listen to and share with their girlfriends. You know, it's it's just such a simple switch, isn't it? One mm. thing I want to ask you, actually, before we move off the subject of lubes, is I was doing a podcast recently, I think towards the middle of last year, with a, with a sex therapist. And at the very end, we just touched on the subject of lubes. And she was saying um, about a technique that she was recommending. You're probably all over this, but I'd never heard of it before, called slide and glide. Yeah, double glide. Where, yeah. Okay, so... so so tell us about this. So for those that, that missed it, it was basically, and I didn't really understand it because I hadn't had this full conversation about the ingredients in lubes. But she was saying that if one partner uses one type of lube, for example, silicon, and the other uses another type that's, I don't know, oil or water-based, that you get sort of double the benefit. Is that right? And how, how does that work exactly? Um, I don't generally recommend it with silicon lubes, but yes, actually have a double glide pack so you have a tube of the water base and the tube of the oil base but you can use the yes oil base with sutile as well because that's water base so basically you put the oil based on first so you can either put it on yourself or on a partner and then the water based on top and because water and oil don't mix it creates a, a slide a slippy <laughs> a slippy sensation so uh. actually it is 
slippier and also it's longer lasting um, right. because the two ingredients don't actually mix they move so, so, so you, over each okay other. so so you could put both on yourself yes or you could split and one partner have one and one partner the mm. other and you know we've used it paul's put the oil based on himself and then i'll put water based on me we do that with the sutil sometimes mm. and that works really really well you know so but it just makes it longer lasting the, as i said the problem with water-based lubricants they're not particularly long lasting you have to reapply them or you can reactivate them with water the thing with sutile uh. it is long lasting because it interacts with your own natural lubrication to make you feel more lubricated which feels really natural because it is your own lubrication natural lubrication i've never actually experienced that sensation before of feeling so well lubricated and it's so nourishing it's got hyaluronic acid in it so I think Ooh. I'm not even quite sure how it works but excellent it's doing I like something. A bit of hyaluronic acid <laughs> yeah and it's doing something <laughs> oh, to your natural lubrication so it's promoting your own natural lubrication because a lubricant should feel natural not intrusive and the problem is a lot yes. of the products out there you know I would say even with the yes oil based a little bit when you get used to it it's fine and I, I loved it and it saved our sex life and my intimate health mm. but even that takes a little bit of getting used to it. And using a lube takes getting mm. used to because mm-hmm. if you've never used on the foot, and also still, we still have the stigma of, well, I shouldn't need a lube. I should be instantly wet. It. And yeah. actually people of any age, you know, um, we know so many things impact upon your natural lubrication, not just menopause and midlife and getting older. Um, yeah. You know, there's so many things that affect your natural lubrication. As I mentioned, the oral contraceptive pill, but cancer treatments and breastfeeding you know yes, and side yes. effects to medication antihistamines um which a lot of menopausal women take really? i take one yeah so i get itchy skin which is formication caused by the estrogen depleting and i take a really strong antihistamine when i need it and and people don't because it dries up your natural mucosa secretions your nose and um, to stop you sneezing and you you you're streaming eyes and so it impacts upon your natural lubrication in your vagina too extraordinary where <laughs> does this leave us with things like flavored lubricants and there's oh. sort of you know light-hearted advice about spicing up your sex life with mm. novelties like tingling or mm. colorful you talked about glitter mm. you know glow in the dark mad things you know <laughs> what's your take on novelties <laughs> like that you know are, are they worth it are they are they just kind of neutral are they damaging are they kind of you know fun to play with if, if you fancy it or just actually um, leave it alone a lot of the ingredients aren't very good for you. And there are, you know, and we, we write, I've written on the website, you know, just avoid it. But if you're going to use these products and apply them with caution, just do a little skin test to do it on the outer labia, on the lips. And then if you're finding it's a problem, I mean, I tried a product the other day, which was a tingling clitoral stimulator. And I had mm. to wash it off straight away. Tiny little <laughs> amount I put on my clitoris, washed it off straight away because it was it felt like it was burning but um you know and I feel like my intimate health is really good because of what I've done and the products that I use now it's much better than it was years ago so you know I just say and then some people love them and flavored lubes I would say great use them for oral sex then if you want to okay. but I you know I would just say are on the side of caution but there are people out there saying oh I never have a problem I call these people they have cast iron vaginas <laughs> they're people <laughs> who will never get thrush even though that we know something like 75 percent of people with a vagina will get about a thrush and it's the, right. in the top three google terms on google Is um it really yeah because uh, it's so prevalent Sam. 
Um, and so, you know, and there'll be people out there who, you know, I've had women who've never had a UTI and they'll come to me and they're absolutely distraught. And I think, oh, mm. I'm sorry you've got a UTI, but I had 20 years of that, you know, but it's like, well, there is something you can do about this. This is the reason why you're getting it, you know. So, but there's some people out there who, for whom they could use anything and it would be fine. But for a lot of us, it, you know, these ingredients are not good. So I would err on the side of caution and just do a skin test and then it, obviously anything that, burns stings itches wash it off because um, that's not sexy nor pleasurable <laughs> no, absolutely well stay there sam because i feel that we've only just scratched the surface uh, to excuse the pun uh, when we come back in a moment i really want to talk more about intimate hygiene products yes. these kind of cleansing things <laughs> as well as uh, body safe sex toys A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's the sound of another sale on Shopify. In store. Shopify POS is everything you need to sell in person. From payments to inventory, Shopify unites your sales into one commerce platform. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash retail 23. Shopify.com slash retail 23. So the intimate hygiene market was created to kindly solve a, quote, problem for us that maybe doesn't even exist in the first place. You know, our vaginas, the self-cleaning, and in fact, using some of these products that promise to make us cleaner or smell better or whatever, might be actually causing these problems in the first place. Do you, I mean, do you think that's a fair take on it, Sam? Oh, completely. Yeah. I mean, rises in sort of vaginitis, the irritation, um, I you know it's, it's huge. Um, and this market is worth billions and I know this year there's going to be even more products launched I've been advised and the problem is because they're sitting there on the shelves in our supermarkets and our chemists people assume they're fine to use and they should be using them but as you said the industry was created for a problem that doesn't actually exist many designers and it's yeah. actually caused a lot of problems which means then these brands can sell you treatments 
and things to resolve yeah. the problems that they cause. I mean, that's it's crazy, you know, circle. isn't it? You know, something like, you know, say, for example, just picking words out of the air here, not mentioning, you know, not particularly throwing rocks at any brands, but as you talked about KY jelly in the beginning, supposing somebody was using that, has an issue, develops cystitis, develops mm-hmm. thrush, goes on to buy canistan or whatever to get rid of the thrush, then ends up with a vagina that's still not smelling great, mm-hmm. then buys scented products to put that yeah. right. I mean, the whole thing, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, it's it's a, it's a pharmaceutical marketing dream isn't it because you're creating the problem in the first place and then selling endless products to try and make it better yeah and it's really frustrating because even some medical professionals I had a woman the other day and she said she'd been advised to to use a a leading brand well clearly she had vaginal atrophy she needed vaginal estrogen and good lubes and a moisturizer she certainly didn't need that um wash but the problem is as soon as you put these products on the shelf people assume that they need to use them and also Mm. within some cultures you know cleaning the vulval area um you know scrubbing it you know is is the norm and also steaming you know that's part of some cultures as well and i think we're learning so much more about the microbiome of the vagina you know we're learning about the microbiome of our gut but our vagina Mm -hmm. in particular and the problem is you know, I get sent every week. So I want to say, have you seen this product? Have you seen that product? Mm. You know, sort of I do the eye rolling. I've got a t-shirt now that says that. Um, but, <laughs> you know, we, I don't, we don't sell any intimate washes, be they organic or anything, because mm. my view is you should just wash with water. And if you need to use something, your doctor can prescribe a gentle emollient which, you know, they're available on prescription, they are available over the counter. And that's what a lot of vulval dermatologists will recommend to their patients who are experiencing, you know, vulval um, skin issues. But yeah, these products, so basically they perpetuate the myth that the vagina smells, that you need to be washing it away. The vagina has a natural smell and that changes throughout the month, you know. And also partners can perpetuate that myth, can't they? Women will feel shame because the partner says they smell. Well, you know, where are all the willy washes? There aren't any, so there are actually a couple that I've come across, but, you know, there aren't shelves of them because, you know, people who own a penis are washing hopefully with soap, and you know, but also yeah. it's it's not just the intimate washes. We've got perfume menstrual products. So that's saying that all your period smells. Well, that's a natural bodily function anyway. And we've got perfume condoms. I mean, bought out by female empowerment brands, which drives me potty because a lot of these female empowerment brands sell products that are not empowering. There's nothing empowering about about a thrush or an itchy vulva. Um, you know, so these products, I remember with my daughter Millie, we we're standing in boots smelling all the packets of pads because we're trying to work out which one wasn't scented. Wasn't you know, scented. it's mm. because we because everybody feels shame about their body, this part of their body too, you know, and people don't understand the how it works, that it's self-cleaning, that we have discharge, that changes throughout the month, you know, and there's supposed to be this natural smell. And obviously if it's a fishy smelling discharge, and that indicates it's probably yeah. bacterial vaginosis, which mm-hmm. needs treating. And BV is really difficult to get rid of. You know, I've had bouts of it and you have, sometimes you need two or three courses of antibiotics that can be an absolute pain. Um, And also it brings shame to people because it isn't a pleasant smell. But the problem is a lot of these products are disrupting your pH and your natural flora inside your vagina, which is giving you thrush and bacterial vaginosis. It's not going to make it better. But is it really enough to just wash the vagina with water? I mean, you know, surely just a little bit of soap? I mean, I mean, you're we, really literally saying just plain water. Don't put anything else. Yeah. On, well, you on can't the wash the vagina regions. anyway because it's up. It's inside well, and no. it's self-clean. But your vulval area, no, yes. just. 
just sluice really? it, you know, with the shower head with soap, you know. And I mean, some people like to use a mild soap if they want to use a gentle emollient. If they feel, some people really feel like they need to wash, then that's fine. The problem is, you know, even things, you know, and also remember your shower gels, your bubble baths. I mean, the worst offenders are bath bombs. I call them thrush bombs. There's thrush an article bombs. on the website. You know, I've <laughs> even made up with a little song, thrush bomb song. It's they drive me potty because they are full of horrible ingredients. Even the natural ones. Oh, no, they've got natural ingredients. Well, actually, natural you're sitting in horrible. this soup in your yes. bar. But, you know, yes. you see on YouTube, there's a mother and daughter, little tiny little tot, and they're making bath bombs and they're throwing in colours and they're throwing in glitter. And it's like, yeah. well, those bits of glitter are going to get up inside your vagina they and your bottom as well, your anus. It's like... These things are not going to say, you know, I call them thrush bombs. <laughs> but, you know, yeah. but, you know, the intimate washes and sprays, anything mm -hmm. and everything, mm. you know, to, yep. to, to mask. And I don't know. Sorry. I don't know how many. I don't smell people as I'm walking past them. I'm on the tube. I can't smell somebody's vagina or vulva. So, you know. It's, it's, it's interesting. I mean, I've, I've talked a lot on this podcast before about problems like UTIs, recurrent UTI cystitis. Yeah. I mean, for me, going through perimenopause, that was a big issue for me. Mm. And I've spent too many years on antibiotics with, with mm. no relief at all. And, the, you know, the thing that really helped me was vaginal estrogen. Yeah. And we know that that's incredibly safe, mm. you know, even for women who are, you know, undergoing breast cancer treatment or who, you know, are not wanting to take any form of systemic HRT. Is, is that your experience as well that vaginal estrogen can really be helpful here it's transformed my intimate health and my whole genitourinary system it is the first thing i ask people when they talk to me or they send me an email are you on vaginal estrogen i always say to people you need an intimate regime the vaginal estrogen it can make such a difference and some people aren't on a big enough dose i use a, a pessary three times a week you know you can use it up to five times a week but most doctors will only prescribe it twice a week and also Doctors will only prescribe it for a month. I mean, one woman was told it's so dangerous. You can only have oh, it for a month. Oh, for goodness sake. I, 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 I use it all the time and I'm going to <laughs> yeah. use it forever. Yes, I'm, have, no, until I know, pop my plug. No, I, I always said this. But that's another issue. Women will use it and then the symptoms go away. So they'll stop they using stop. it. Mm. And then the symptoms come back. And also I advise a lot of women who are scared of the information in the leaflet in the box because that information is incorrect it doesn't apply to vaginal estrogen it's and so it's right i would say it? go and talk to your doctor to be reassured but and also i say to people well my pessary works for me but you might find something else works for you. there's so many different preparations now and i have to say to people you do need to persevere i said because yes. what works for one person might not work for you and you know people even have never even heard of this um yes. but there's still this fear it's, I always say to people, it's not HRT, <laughs> it's, it's vaginal estrogen. No, it's vaginal it's estrogen. It's, it's transformed. I've had many conversations, actually, you know, usually quite whispered ones by girlfriends mm. saying, you know, oh, what can I do? You know, terrible yeah. vaginal dryness. The first thing I suggest is is Vagifem. Mm. And, mm. you know, that certainly helped me, and but it wasn't quite enough. Mm. So I had to go up to something called Intra Rosa. I don't know yeah. whether you've come across that. Yeah. But again, and I, I researched it like to the end. Yeah. And it's incredibly safe. It's a coconut. It's like a coconut oil based pessary. It 
containing DHEA and it converts into estrogen and um, a little bit of testosterone as well, which is quite useful. And you can absolutely use it every day, you know, mm. long term. And it's just, I think with hormones, particularly in that area, we don't realize that we have them naturally in, in our vagina and around the whole pelvic area. And when we lose them, you know, they're gone and, and it's just putting them back. It's not adding anything unnatural in. It's just replacing a bit of what was there and, and you know, could be there again to prevent symptoms. Yeah, no, I completely agree. So as I say to people, you need an intimate regime with your vaginal mm-hmm. estrogen, a good vaginal moisturiser and good sexual lubricants and only wash with water. Those are the four things that I say mm. to people. And once you adopt that, you will probably notice a real change. But I think we're, we under-prescribe the vaginal estrogen. And I think younger women, I wish I'd had it at 40. Um, yeah, you know, I didn't get it till I was 51. Um, and I'd all, I was already on HRT, but then I went, I got had BV twice. And so basically I said, can I start it? Um, but now I look back now at my UTIs and thinking, yes, I know that the terrible lubes were probably causing problems but actually in my 40s that vaginal estrogen could have really helped and as you said the breast cancer patients you know I talked to them what can I do my doctor won't prescribe anything and there's a brilliant doctor called Dr Alison Macbeth that I met recently last year at a cancer and menopause charity event and she prescribes it to all her patients yes yeah and actually Matt Millen have just come out the CEO Dr Richard Simcock um chief medical officer you know recently said no actually we know it's safe for pretty much anybody and actually it's about quality of life it's about yes you know what's the point I'm not talking about sex (laughs) I'm talking about being able just to sit down you know to work to stand to do your hobbies ride your bike wear your favorite pair of trousers you know Mm. and and then let alone the sex side of it you know the fact is that women won't have sex because every time they have sex they get cystitis and a UTI well that's not sexy at all or pleasurable so you know it, I think, and also in the, um, you know, it wasn't included in the recent guidelines. So I think they're going back and looking at that and revising it for, um, because, and also I always think of the old ladies in nursing homes. Um, oh, and the old I, ladies that I cared for who had UTIs, who'd fallen, fractured their hip, they ended up losing their independence. Often many didn't go home, some died. And now I look back and I think, actually, those women probably all had vaginal atrophy. They needed vaginal estrogen because that's why they were getting UTIs, which made them confused and disorientated. And yes, then that and that's why the they NHS, fell over. Yeah, yes. it cost the NHS yeah. so much money. You know, and even today that still happens. So I think that, you know, it's it's really important. And I had so many women contact me and say, oh, my God, my GP's described it. It's been amazing. And I just think, you know, it's a simple thing. And yet it can make such a difference. Simple and safe. We talked a little bit about the gut microbiome and we obviously talk a lot about that on this show. And you said, as we know, that there's a vaginal microbiome and there's this whole delicate balance. Mm. What about looking at things like probiotics? You know, there are certain strains like the Ramnosa strain, for example, that has very much been linked with improving vaginal health. Do you do you go into that? Do you, do you buy that as a theory? Um, I really don't know enough about it, but I do see there's a lot of vaginal probiotics and I'm confused as to how they actually work. How do they make their way? I I think we know, um, well, it depends. From my understanding, we know that there is this vaginal microbiome and there are lots of different species of beneficial bacteria that are naturally thriving there normally, but they will be depleted through whatever reason, through, you know, environmental stress or hormone changes or whatever. Um, And some of the most significant in that area are rhamnosis, for example. And if you can have a probiotic supplement that is proven, been clinically proven to survive, 
revive the digestive tract acidity and make it down so it can be systemically used throughout the body and, and, and get into the pelvic area. I mean, there are some brands, Optibac, for example, have a women's health probiotic and that, that does have good clinical research um, yeah. to and it. And it's about and, and, finding what works for you as well, you know, sort of... A, yes. Um, there are various things. When, you know, I, I contributed to an article on patient about the um, microvaginal fluid transplants you know where basically people mm. who are experiencing you know because we hear of fecal transplants yes. to help people with that area of their body but actually this is something that they're looking at now with the vaginal fluid transplants and I actually with all the issues I had I remember saying to the journalist that yeah it probably would have been something that I would have considered because you know for those people constantly getting those infections that are plague yeah. their life um you know so there was there are lots of things with some of the vaginal probiotics so i think some of them you know as you say you want the clinical evidence-based yeah. research yeah, and actually do. know that the like all probiotics and supplements really you know you want to know is this going to be destroyed is it am i peeing it out you know it's like yes. you know what, what's happening yeah. is it actually being absorbed is it working for me so you know um but yeah i mean there's a lot more things coming to market to actually look at the microbiome the problem with all these products we've talked about that have got poor ingredients they are destroying those our uh, friendly bacteria um, mm -hmm. and we have research for that as well we know that they destroy the friendly bacteria when people use them and one thing i did want to pick up on you know vaginal moisturizer that is mm. different to yes your... uh, I, I wanted to move on to that because obviously yeah. lubes we're talking about very much in in a sex context you mm. know pleasure and, and sexual health you know, we moisturize our faces and necks, as, as you said, you know, twice a day. I don't know how many of us are actually moisturizing our vulvas. I'm going to put my hand up here and say I am not. Is, is this something that we do need to use? And surely if something's good for my face, I can just rub it on anywhere, can't I? No, well, you can't. <laughs> okay. Um, no, you do need something that is actually designed for that area. But the problem is we have got vaginal moisturizers that are full of those irritating ingredients that I talked about, even some on prescription. One of the leading brands is on prescription. Really? That but it, it contains glycerin, but it also contains palm oil and it contains mineral oil, which is a byproduct right. of the petrochemical industry. That's in baby oil. Now, mineral oil was designed, it's designed as a barrier. It's not designed to... It's not designed know. as a moisturizer. And no. it certainly was never designed for internal use. And also... I did a video a couple of, a while ago, actually, on my Instagram, because I suddenly realised that people were using vaginal moisturisers that contain palm oil and mineral oil. And, you know, that will damage condoms. And again, in midlife, constantly pushing this message that if you're in a new relationship or enjoying casual sex, you do need to use protection. Because, <laughs> yes, yes, you can no longer get pregnant, as that's the comment I get from a lot of people, but you yeah. can get an STI. And we know that right. those rates are going up in the over 50s and also because your mm. the skin of your vagina and vulva is thinner because you're going through menopause the, it increases the risk of transmission through the walls of the vagina so you know wow. that's important. but okay. yeah but, but those moisturizers that's, yeah that's a salient point isn't it yeah no so some people i mean you know, i actually hadn't really dawned on me about the, the moisturizers and um you know and i started thinking well actually that's got oil in it hasn't it so potentially there's a risk there that it could damage your your condom if you're using it so there, the vaginal moisturizers, you know, some I use, yes, vaginal moisturizer twice a week. I pop it up inside my vagina. Anything that runs out, I massage it into my vulva. Some people use it every day. Um, you know, the, the Sutil can be used as a moisturizer and a lube because it has a hyaluronic acid in it. So some people, you know, are using it as both. But I do say to people, do your 
research again be the ingredients detective when it comes to your moisturizer some people get confused and think that their lube can be used as a moisturizer now I, I know I've said about Sutil but it has got this property of having high hyaluronic acid in it but as I said I use the SVM too and some people use their moisturizer as a lube <laughs> so um, yes. but a moisturizer designed to be a bit longer lasting um you know, but don't just see you can just whack something, you know, you cooking oil out of your kitchen on there or olive, you know, or or cake and um, or baby oil. I mean, that's the one that I the only thing baby oil is good for is for getting off your stickiness, all the adhesive from your paint or tea patches. So right. that's okay. what I use baby Other than oil that, for. Other yeah, than leave that, it alone. <laughs> yeah, don't put it anywhere near your genitals. So fine. Um, but yeah, so a lot of people, some people don't need to moisturise because if they're using vaginal oestrogen and they're using a good lube and, and it feels comfortable. But a lot of people sort of add it in and they notice a difference because it just makes things feel comfortable. You know, some people pop it in their bag when they're out and about and if they nip to the loo, they can pop it on. And just because obviously a lot of people have really bad dryness um, and, you know, it's uncomfortable and irritating. So just to make it feel comfortable, it comes in little applicators that you can use. But obviously it comes in a big tube and we have a lube tube, as it's called. You can right. fill that up to get it inside the vagina or pop it on a sex toy. And then obviously you can use your fingers too. That that, that leads me neatly on to sex toys. <laughs> let's let's finish up by talking about sex toys. You say that you only sell the ones made from skin safe materials. You know, why are some materials safe for skin and others perhaps aren't? OK, so we only sell sex toys made from silicon, glass, metal and ABS plastic. So the silicon is, is you know, high quality silicon. It's non-porous. The glass is made from, it's borosilic glass, like your Pyrex dishes. So mm. again, that is very durable um, and it's non-porous. Having said that, if you drop your glass sex toy on the floor then and it chips, then obviously you can't use it. And you can clean it in yes. the dishwasher too. So no way. <laughs> I'm trying to persuade my children to empty the dishwasher for me. That's oh, no. not, not an option. What's this, Mum? Yeah. Uh, though some of them are very beautiful, the glass toys. You can stick them on your mantelpiece. They are As an ornament. It's a piece of modern art. <laughs> um, and then the metal toys are made from um, medical grade stainless steel, like medical, like surgical instruments. So again, and they're often, they're very beautifully designed and they um, are non-porous too. And glass and metal toys, you can enjoy temperature play so you can warm them up in a bowl of warm water um, or you can cool them down in the fridge and um, not the freezer and actually that right. then gives you different sensations as well and it's very nice in the summer when it gets hot as well and um, that you can actually you know pop your toy in the fridge if you wanted to though my kids my kids are so used to it anyway now but I don't do that very often that, and they honestly, just used to seeing is... lube and condoms around but um and then um, the other toys are AB, uh, plastic toys made from ABS plastic and they are non-porous. And so these are all skin safe. The materials you really need to be careful of are jelly, latex and rubber. Obviously, with latex, there's a potential there for an allergy, um, you know, or a sort of, you know, uh, some sort of a, a reaction to it. The jelly toys and rubber toys, they're all porous, those materials, but jelly toys in particular, they're often the cheap, horrible toys that you see on sale. And they do perfume them to conceal the smell of the jelly. Oh, no. <laughs> but they're all porous. <laughs> yeah. So they absorb bacteria. You can't clean them properly. They degrade with certain lubricants and they can degrade over time as well. So, you know, they're really not good toys. And the other thing to say is there are a lot of fake and used products online. So you have to buy, I 
implore people to buy from a reputable retailer like Jody Vine. Obviously, there's others around. Avoid pop-up companies. Be aware of really big companies selling everything. You need to know where that toy has come from. So as I said, with the fake toys, that's potentially dangerous. Obviously, if it's got a battery in it, you know, they can get hot. So but that that's because they're not very well made. And then with the used toys, there's lots of samples sent out to people and they use them and then they repackage them and resell them. Now, don't get me wrong. There is a market for used toys. (laughs) But, you know, you don't know where this has come from. And also a good sex toy retailer will know about their products. You should be able to phone them, email them. They mm-hmm. should reply to you. There should be an address that you can write to. You know, hopefully should have a social media presence. They should be knowledgeable about their products like we are and passionate about their products. So, you know, these are just some of the safeguards that I say to people when they're looking to buy a toy. And if the price of a toy looks too good to be true, then there's probably a reason for that. that would um, and would would you suggest then toys are used for solo use? I mean, we're we talking like just you know, like masturbation or partnered sex or, or both? Everything. Um, I everything. think that, you okay. know, um, solo play, to explore your own body, to work out, find out what works for you, you know, with your partner to enjoy together. But also if you are struggling to enjoy an orgasm or sex doesn't feel the same, often an issue in midlife, you know, you have decreased sensation. Um, To help you overcome a sexual health issue, like vaginal tightness that happens in menopause or decreased sexual sensation, or if you've gone through cancer treatment, you know, or you've had gynae surgery and you've got scar tissue, having a hysterectomy, obviously, which, you know, if they have people can be sent into surgical menopause, that leaves the vagina shorter and that can make penetration feel uncomfortable. So a toy can right. really help. Um, mm. And, you know, and actually using a vibrator promotes the blood flow to the tissues of the vulva and the vagina. That in turn promotes your own natural lubrication. It improves sensation and it feels really mm. nice as well. Um, and it just improves your whole intimate health. Um, and because it's keeping that blood flow going to those tissues, which often have become sore, dry, you know, less flexible and sex may feel uncomfortable or painful. So, so why, why, so can I just ask you, why does having a hysterectomy shorten the vagina? That's something I wasn't okay. aware of. So they cut the ligaments to the, that are connected to the, the, the top of the vagina to the uterus. So once the uterus has been removed, it's almost like the vagina sags a little bit um, and it becomes short and also if you've had your cervix removed there are a lot of surgeons will try and preserve the cervix because it has got so many nerve endings and it is associated with sexual pleasure too but if you've right. had your cervix removed you can end up with what's like a purse string scar so you know like a purse string drawstring bag mm-hmm. and then that actually can scar as well um and you know it and also you can you know when you've had a hysterectomy sometimes women end up with prolapse you know um so it can be yes. anterior posterior and actually you know that sort of you know the weakness in the wall of the vagina so a lot but a lot of women aren't giving any advice after a hysterectomy no. I, I did no. this recently on my instagram and actually did a, mm-hmm. a an ig live with uh davina mccall and we got so much so many comments um mm. i'd ask people did they want this information um and so many people just said i've been given no information and actually the one person who had had been given our health brochure which is a little brochure of sex toys and lubes and clitoral stimulators and our dilators which is given out in the nhs and she should actually been given it by one of the nurses that that we work with but nobody else had been given advice and yet many women are sent into surgical menopause following a hysterectomy and certainly you know when they've they've had their ovaries removed too 
but yeah, it's actually about discovering different sexual sensations, you know, beyond masturbation and mutual masturbation and oral sex and maybe, you know, partners using their fingers because sex toys are, offer so many different sexual sensations from vibrations, pulsations. You know, we've got air pulse and sonic wave toys now that gently tease and caress the clitoris and they don't vibrate and they have been the new kids on the block um, and they are transforming orgasms everywhere. Um, wow. In fact, um, one of our, the Lele Sonic two is our biggest seller it's the one that i signpost people to because it is good for helping those with decreased sexual sensation or their orgasms maybe no longer feel the same or they're just taking longer or they just want to enjoy an orgasm for the first time <laughs> i mean and let's let's have some uh, some positive parting words then particularly as we age about prioritizing great sex uh, because let's face it you know regular orgasms are actually very healthy for us aren't they yeah and it's not just that they feel great they can help you sleep they keep you looking young they boost your mood they boost your immunity they make you connect with your partner and yourself and for men as well regular ejaculation can reduce the risk of you know your prostate enlarging so you know that's really important too and it's a part of your daily living it's a part of our lives that people often overlook to keep you happy and healthy and we know that when people's sex lives are impacted for whatever reason it can actually really impact upon their physical and mental well-being so you know our oldest customer is 93 i plan to be like her <laughs> i love that oh well, that is wow that's real trailblazer Hope. You know, hope we have a Definitely. lot of older customers you know and they chiefly want to try stuff for the first time you don't have to start big go for the smallest toy and just start your journey there but you know it's important to invest in your intimate health and sexual pleasure if you want to but you know it's important to invest in your intimate health even if you're not having sex just to remain yes. comfortable but you know if you want to enjoy great sex and I do have conversations with women who haven't had great sex, but actually now they're incorporating a good lube, moisturiser, toy, vaginal estrogen, and they're really enjoying themselves. Or they're in a new relationship and they're discovering that they can have orgasms in different ways. And for me, it's always about being positive and saying that, you know, I want to be like my 93-year-old customer because, hey, you know, that would be great. Well, who doesn't? <laughs> Sam, thank you so much. It's been an absolutely fascinating episode. I'm going to go back and re-listen to it myself and make lots of notes and uh, certainly be checking out your website thank you so much for your time today oh thank you for asking me well Sam thank you so much for all of that my brain is absolutely buzzing with all this information and perhaps not the only thing that should be buzzing after that conversation about sex toys but anyway do go and take a look at her website I certainly will be all over it for lots and lots of different bits of information and I'd love to know what your relationship with pleasure has been like during menopause especially I do think that sharing and just knowing that none of us are alone in our experiences is so important so come and chat find us on instagram at liz our Wellbeing. if you want to find me personally you can chat to me in the comments there and i am at liz me and as ever there are lots more articles and resources exploring all of this on lizellwellbeing.com. And if you want more on the emotional and mental side of sex, do listen back to the brilliant episode with the therapist Kate Moyle from the end of last year. There was lots in there about desire and just being more mindful during sex. So have a scroll back in your podcast feed. Next week, another Valentine's Day special, we're looking at the science behind how and why we love. Okay. Until the next time we chat, go well. Bye-bye. 
The Liz Earle Wellbeing Show is presented by me, Liz Earle, and is produced by Anushka Tate for Fresh Air Production, with additional production support from Ellie Smith. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.